Hey everyone, it's Tina Anderson. Welcome to Get Fit, Stay Healthy for the month of August. I saw the best article, I thought anyway, from Stay Healthy and Parade Magazine about a month ago, and I saved it because I haven't seen anything quite concise like this about boosting your mood with what you eat, eating your way to happiness. Why? Because food is the number one source of the chemical building blocks that regulate emotions, and that can increase your well-being. So why wouldn't we want to eat things that make us feel better? And there is one food on here that you won't have to write down because you will just know it. The rest of them, you might have to make some notations. The article was written by Melinda Winner Moyer, and she lists six superfoods and explains why they're on the list. Number one, tomatoes. And she explains that the molecules that give our tomatoes, you know, the red hue or the orange or even the yellow are carotenoids. And those are antioxidants that counteract the damage by free radicals, which I've talked about before, because free radicals destroy the uh, fats in our brain that really help us to feel better, the mood-protecting fats. In fact, in a 2011 study from the National Institute on Aging, they found that older people who filled up on carotenoid-rich foods were 28% less likely to be depressed. And people with high blood levels of carotenoids have lower rates of memory loss and dementia. That according to Drew Ramsey, MD, a Columbia University psychiatrist specializing in nutrition and the co-author of The Happiness Diet. So the happiness boosting prescription here, one serving or about a cup of tomatoes a day. Now that can be fresh or, this makes it easier, in a tomato-based sauce or even low-sugar ketchup or salsa. Now, let me just one uh, one notation on the ketchup. A lot of ketchup has high-fructose corn syrup. There's only a couple brands I found in regular stores that don't. In fact, I think there's only one. I can't remember the name of it. Do not get ketchup with the ingredient high-fructose corn syrup. Do not get it. Did you hear me? Do not get it. Number two on the list is whole grains. Now, this one is interesting because it's sort of counter- ask some of the things that I've said. So let's figure out how to do this right. But on the list, whole grains, because it it, uh, promotes the release of insulin, which is a hormone that stimulates serotonin production, which of course we know can help us feel better. Here's the deal though. To avoid a sugar spike, you want to choose whole grains over the processed variety, which is okay. The problem we have with this one is that she suggests avoiding eating carbs and proteins together because that blocks the effects of their serotonin. My only problem with this one is that typically I always tell my clients to always have carbs with protein so that you stay full longer and so that your insulin doesn't spike up so much. So I think you have to experiment with this and keep that in mind and not go crazy. But the good news is there's something positive about the whole grains and it certainly makes sense that we feel better because I think we go to these kind of foods anyway. So just a couple of things to keep in mind with that. Number three is fatty fish. More than half of the human brain, of course, is composed of fat. And there are two types that seem to be really crucial to the mood. And I've mentioned these before too, the omega-3 fats, DHA and EPA. And those are found in fish such as salmon and mackerel. Now, last year, scientists analyzed the blood of U.S. veterans who had committed suicide and found the levels were really low for DHA than in veterans who reported no suicidal feelings. And in December of 2011, a research review by the New York State Psychiatric Institute 
uh, concluded that EPA can significantly reduce the symptoms of depression. So what do we do with this one? The happiness-boosting prescription, at least two servings of seafood, especially fatty fish, each week. So salmon, and then I dare say, of course, fish oil. Hello. You should all be on fish oil. should all be on fish oil. Let's go to number four, spinach. Of course, uh, spinach is loaded with folate and B vitamins, and the brain uses those to make several mood-regulating chemicals, according to the article, including dopamine, serotonin, and norepinephrine. There are other folate-packed foods like lentils and asparagus also that I know of, and I wouldn't be surprised if you would get the same reaction from those. According to the author here, up to 50%, of people with depression are folate deficient. 50% of people who are depressed are deficient in folate. Wow. And a 2010 report from the American Psychiatric Association even noted that folate may be effective in treating depression. So what's your happiness-boosting prescription? One to two cups of spinach or another folate-rich food every day. Let me just tell you something. If you cook up your spinach with some olive oil, some Himalayan uh, crystal sea salt, and it's pink, and even put some dried cherries or cranberries in there, it is really delicious. Don't shake your head at me if you've never tried that. Maybe you only have it in salads. But then you can get so much in the pan. If you put in four cups, by the time you get done stirring that in the pan, you have uh, one serving because it really shrivels up. And I make this stuff all the time with kale and uh, baby greens, and then I put some extra stuff in there and uh, put it on some sweet potatoes or beets. Yummy, really good. Okay, so spinach to increase your happiness. Let's go to ah, number five. You won't have trouble with this one. You ready? Dark chocolate. Dark which consists of at least 60% cocoa. And this, of course, is believed to increase the brain's serotonin levels. And it also, get this, may increase mental alertness. I just love this more and more. In a 2010 study, British researchers asked 30 people to drink cocoa drinks or similar-tasting cocoa-free drinks and then gave them a series of cognitive tasks, like solving arithmetic problems or something like that. Those who drank the cocoa performed much better and felt less mentally drained afterward. So your prescription, don't you love this? One ounce though, ounce, ounce of dark chocolate a day. Now I have um, an issue with soy, so I can't have it. And if you look at all the chocolate bars, even the gourmet ones, the organic ones, they usually have soy. But I have uh, found at Mother's Market where I live that there are several non-soy dark chocolate bars and they're made with cocoa butter and almond butter, and the uh, lecithin is from sunflower seeds, and so there's no soy in it, and they're delicious. You can Google it online, look at your mother's market or your health food stores, but it's, it is tougher to find chocolate without soy lecithin, but here's your little tip from Tina. You do not want soy lecithin. No soy lecithin, and it's in just about everything processed. It's terrible. So terrible. Okay. Uh, where are we? Okay, uh, let's go to number six, and let's conclude with probably the most controversial one, one that will be a problem for you vegetarians and certainly for your vegans. I know that, but let's talk about it anyway. Red meat. I know, sorry for some of you. Listen, I'm pretty much vegetarian, semi-vegetarian, flexitarian, pescatarian. I make myself have some red meat, but only grass-fed organic grass-fed 
beef, but I don't crave it. I don't really enjoy most of it, but I do feel like it balances out my diet. And I know some of you vegetarians and vegans will disagree with me, but I think, you know, we all have to make our own choices on what's best for us. But let's get into this anyway. And please listen, even if you are a vegetarian or vegan, just to know the information. Obviously, you're going to try to get it from other sources. Red meat is an incredibly good source of iron. We already know that. And the brain needs iron to make mood-regulating chemicals like dopamine. People who are iron deficient may be 55-0, more likely to become depressed than those with higher iron levels. So, of course, we're recommending grass-fed cows uh, and you know organic, but really primarily make sure that you see grass-fed on there. That makes a big difference. Because uh, it's going to contain more happiness-promoting omega-3 fats from it than from conventionally raised cows. You want to stick to lean, unprocessed cuts, uh, more like, you know, roast beef and not hot dogs. Talking to you vegetarians, vegans, or or any of you that can't get grass-fed beef or just don't want to, it is harder to absorb iron from non-meat sources, but you can do it. So go for beans, dried fruits and whole grains. And uh, there's probably some others in there for iron too, but in the article, this is what they're suggesting. And when I looked it up, yes, good sources. So what is the happiness boosting prescription? Two small servings of red meat, about eight to 12 ounces, a total of eight to 12 ounces a week. So if you look at the amount of iron in there, then you can get the equivalent through your vegetarian sources and make it happen. So that's it, my friends. It's really very simple today. Mind-boosting superfoods, the real comfort foods. Stay away from the chips and the ice cream as much as you can. And think about, in your diet, getting tomatoes one cup a day, fresh or in a tomato-based sauce or low-sugar, non-fructose ketchup or salsa, whole grains. Okay, two, oh, I forgot to mention how much of that. About, uh, let's say you do popcorn, two cups of air-popped popcorn or some whole grain graham crackers. Whole grain isn't that bad, right? You don't have to overdo it, though. Uh, number three, the fatty fish, your salmon, and uh, your fish oil, a couple servings a week, as with your red meat, a couple servings a week, 8 to 12 ounces, or your vegetarian sources. Spinach, one to two cups, that's nothing. One to two cups of spinach, If you cook it, oh my gosh, it is like, it's like four bites. It is nothing. Where else am I? Oh, chocolate, dark chocolate. Let's not forget about that. One ounce a day. Next month, I'm going back to a physician interview and we are going to tackle fat loss. I get to talk to a doctor about what really happens in your body. Here's the question I want to know. And I bet you, I bet you've thought of this too. If I have a deficit of a thousand calories over two days, and then I eat normal for two days. On day five, am I still at a deficit? Does my body remember that 1,000 calories of energy was taken out of a fat cell? Or do I have to start over again? Or if I do three days and I end up with 3,000 deficit, I mean, that's crazy, it's 1,000 a day, but let's just say 3,000 deficit, and then I go over by 300, am I still at a deficit of 2,700 calories? I'm just really curious about the answer to that. So I'm going to talk to a doctor that specializes in weight loss and ask him the questions that I know you want me to ask. However, if you do have specific questions about fat loss for a doctor that specializes in it, then what I want you to do is email me or post on Facebook or on my on Twitter. I want you to contact me with the questions you'd like me to ask. We've got a whole almost a whole month for this. 
tinaandersonoc.com is my blog. A lot of ways to reach me. Ask me a question if you have one about this interview, and I will pose it for you, I promise. You got some good stuff here. Go live your lives like you should. Feel yourself properly. Take exquisite care of yourselves. Don't forget to check out all the good stuff on my blog and communicate with me. I love talking to you. Tell me what's going on. Okay, until then, make good choices, set appropriate boundaries, spread some good vibrations in the world, find something to laugh about every day, and please, I'm getting down on my knees right now, I swear to God. Please, I'm begging you, manage your stress. This is the biggest thing ever before it manages you because it will make you sick. This is Tina Anderson with Get Fit, Stay Healthy, asking you to do the same. And don't forget, connect with me at tinaandersonoc.com.